This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today we have two topics, spooks speak and jetpack or drone, you decide. The first article comes to us from thedrive.com. These guys uh, regularly put up a lot of really good stuff. And this relates to the uh, recent multiple sightings of Jetpack Man uh, in and around the LAX airport in Southern California there. And we've had three uh, different uh, pilot sightings of what uh, they describe as a uh, individual, uh, most likely a man wearing a jetpack, flying at oh, altitudes of around 3,000 feet higher, uh, in and near the area where uh, the uh, commercial airlines actually come in and land at LAX. Very dangerous situation. Uh, the last uh, sighting happened with a, in a flight training situation where a pilot was actually able to get video of what appears to be a, a person wearing a jetpack flying around there just at about the same level as this airplane. Pretty crazy stuff. Now, there's been a lot of questions about what's going on. They, you know, There are a limited number of jetpacks out there for people to even fly in. Uh, the fact that this... this uh, thing, person, object, seems to be staying, staying airborne for significant periods, uh, really flies in the face of what we know about jetpacks and how, how high they can go safely, how long they can stay up in the air, and uh, who would even have the resources to put one of these things on and do what's being done. Now, some people have put forth the idea that this could actually be some type of a styrofoam uh, mannequin or dummy uh, attached to a drone. The good news is we have that video that we can look at, and you can go to the website ufowarning.com, ufowarning.com, and I have a link there to that most recent article talking about the sighting with a very good video that was taken, and you can watch the video for yourself and see if you think that that is more likely a person or thing, I guess you could say, uh, wearing some type of a jetpack apparatus or if it's a drone. Personally, I've seen the video, I've watched it, and it does not look like a typical uh, drone. Um, whatever this thing is flying around that, that uh, witnesses are seeing and have filmed, uh, seems like it has enough weight and substance to it that it's uh, flying at a very perpendicular um, position, the body straight up and down. When you see these drones, because the uh, drone is simply a styrofoam or some kind of lightweight plastic dummy, it uh, swings back a little bit. I don't know, maybe a 45-degree angle. You can look here. I had the article linked from thedrive.com, and you can you can take a look and see what you think for yourself. It says, okay, this just comes from, it calls the war zone, but the site is thedrive.com. Airliner pilot says jetpack guy over Los Angeles looked just like this crazy drone. Well, maybe he saw something different than what we see in the video, because to me, it doesn't look just like this crazy drone. Months after the first sighting, the of the jetpack guy over Southern California, we get new insights into the official investigation into the incidents. Now, sometimes the official instigation is nothing more than narrative construction, my opinion. Months after 
an individual report from airline pilots, excuse me, an initial report from airline pilots about seeing what appeared to be an individual flying alongside them using a jetpack as they came in to land at Los Angeles International Airport. That incident and subsequent encounters in Southern California remain as curious and unexplained as ever. Newly obtained documents from the Federal Aviation Administration show officials there were also stumped after the first sighting. At the same time, they were asking similar questions and considering one of the exact same possibilities, explanations that we here at the War Zone have also explored. Now, I've warned about this in the past, that the uh, explanation of drone is becoming uh, the new the new code word for swamp gas. If you see something in the air, no matter what kind of phenomena that it is, no matter how far-fetched or ridiculous, if you can't explain it, and you don't want to allow for the possibility of the unexplained, and simply call it a drone. We've seen this happen over and over, and it seems like, just like with the explanation of calling every UFO phenomena swamp gas, this is just about as ridiculous. It goes on, it says, um, John Greenwald, a vigorous filer of Freedom of Information Act FOIA request, and author of who runs the website The Black Vault, received the documents through FOIA process and generously shared them with the War Zone. You can read the documents in their entirety over at The Black Vault by clicking here. So there's a link. The records cover discussions between various FAA officials regarding the first of these recent jetpack-related sightings near Los Angeles International Airport, or LAX, on August 30th, 2020. You can read more about that incident specifically, blah, blah, blah. And then here it has a picture of, of a drone attached to a, a flying dummy. Multiple aircraft reported man in jetpack maneuvering at 3,000 feet on 10-mile final runway 25R reads a brief initial notice regarding the incident that the FAA sent out. No impact to operations or evasive action taken, LAPD air support notified. Well... It's not uncommon for them to do nothing. I mean, we went through a whole list of FA responses here in an earlier podcast. And pretty much anything that was reported out of the ordinary by jet airplane pilots, commercial pilots, in my opinion, seemed to show up as either weather phenomena or drones. And that's why I said drone. That's the new code word for UFO. The article continues, a large portion of the documents concerned the back and forth between air traffic controllers and the FAA personnel regarding the sighting and efforts to immediately confirm whether or not it actually occurred. Well, this is a sort of uh, hot potato, hot potato that we see being passed around anytime these situations occur. We saw it with the drones that flew over Palo Verde, the nuclear power plant. We saw it with the drone swarms over the, the West and Midwest last year. We saw it clear back, what, 10, 20 years ago when the, the, when, when the uh, giant flying saucer was reported over O'Hare Airport. What I have learned to expect from the FAA is pretty much just a constant passing of the buck. And that's what I see here. You have to ask yourself, where's the radar? If this is a drone, aren't these things tracked? I mean, where's the accountability at? And so many times that I've seen personally from when I've read about the investigations of this kind of stuff, when it comes to the government, I expect zero accountability. Zero accountability. It says, uh, as we noted at the time, air traffic controllers did not spot anything on their radars that would match the descriptions of what became known as the jetpack guy. 
You know, a lot of times it just seems like they're asleep at the wheel. If you can see the airplane, why can't you see the jetpack guy next to it? I mean, so much for Homeland Security, I guess. In an email, Ray Palmer, a group manager within the FAA's litigation support enforcement office, offered to have the raw radar data reviewed to see if that might turn up any additional information. Any further details about that portion of the investigation are not included in this batch of documents. Oh, well, go figure. Go figure. I, I mean, is anybody actually surprised by the fact that the original evidence surrounding this UFO sighting and filming went missing from FAA? Is anybody surprised that the one piece of evidence that might ensure some accountability to a government bureaucracy has mysteriously gone missing? I don't know. Maybe somebody could call Tom DeLong and one of his guys can go over and meet an FAA personnel in the parking lot and they can hand him, and they can hand him the radar data. Maybe that'll work. Because I think that's how we do things now. It goes on and says, um, Support and Enforcement Office offered to have the raw data reviewed to see if that might turn up any additional information. Any further details about that portion of the investigation are not included, blah, blah, blah. The war zone had previously received that there had, had previously received that there had been reviews of the radar tapes from around the time of previous jetpack-related encounters in the past six months, but that nothing abnormal had been found. Well, that would be helpful, because if you have a radar that's supposed to pick this stuff up, and nothing's being picked up, then maybe the assumption that this is a human wearing a jetpack is a false assumption. Maybe it's some other kind of unidentified aerial phenomena posing as a jetpack man. I don't know, just a thought. But since we're not allowed to see the primary evidence, then we have no idea. We can only speculate. It goes on and says, However, the documents do include a very interesting series of emails between September 2nd and September 3rd, 2020. On September 2nd, Victor Goodall, the aviation safety manager at the Van Nuys Flight Standards District Office, sent out one email to a group of other officials that said he had contacted David Maiman the chief test pilot at Jetpack Aviation based in Van Nuys, California, who was skeptical of the reported sighting. He confirmed that there have he confirmed he confirmed that they have not flown for months, Goodall wrote of his conversation with Mayhem. He stated that he does not believe that there are any jetpack operators who could get to th- who could get to three thousand feet and sustain it. Think about that. The guy that sells jetpacks says you ain't flying 3,000 feet up in the air, folks. That's kind of like the guy that sells cars. If he tells you that your car tops out at about 140, that doesn't mean that your car tops out at 220. He's telling you what the mechanical limits of the machine he sells are. The mechanical limits. Can't fly 3,000 feet. Doesn't know anybody could even get there. But yet, we're supposed to believe that three different airplane pilots have seen some idiot out there flying around in a landing zone in an air jetpack, a jetpack, flying in the air 3,000 feet, just tooling around. And when that explanation falls apart, they tell us, well, it could be a drone. I'm not even sure a drone would be flying at 3,000 feet. Maybe somebody could let me know. Leave a comment on Twitter. 
how how is a person controlling this thing at 3,000 feet? It's all you know, two thirds of a mile up. And look at the video. Go to the website ufowarning.com and watch that video. Look at how the thing handles itself. And you tell me, does that look like a styrofoam drone being towed along by a little two-prop drone? I don't think so. Seems ridiculous to me. goes on and says, The war zone has also raised questions about the feasibility of an individual being able to fly for any prolonged period using a jetpack at 3,000 feet. Even more interestingly, on September 3rd, John Blanco, the aviation safety manager at the Los Angeles Flight Standards District Office, responded on the same email chain with some details about what the Federal Bureau of Investigation had turned up. The FBI has been leading the investigation into the incident since shortly after the initial report. Somehow I don't feel relieved knowing that. So the guy has spent $2 million arresting a 72-year-old man are leading the investigation of Jetpack Man. Mike Bumberger, our LEAP Law Enforcement Assistant Program agent, shared that the FBI interviewed the American Airlines pilot that made the Jetpack sighting, Blanco wrote. The pilot said that what he saw was exactly like the drone in the YouTube video below. Well, maybe he saw something different than what was videotaped a couple sightings later, because what I saw in that video was anything but exactly like the drone video. But who knows? Maybe after I had a set down with the FBI, I would have a change of heart and suddenly see a drone instead of an unidentified flying object. <laughs> Just saying. Goes on and says the war zone included this exact video as one possible explanation for these sightings and a piece after video footage of another encounter between a student pilot and a jetpack guy off Palo Verde in December 2020 surfaced online. Now that's the video we're talking about. You can read our full report on that incident, and then it has a link. And it goes on, and the article finishes up there. It has some more pretty interesting stuff. I'd say stop by and take a look at it. But the main thing here I want to take away from this first report of our kind of our, our two incident day-to-day is that we've had three sightings of what was purported to be a man flying with a jetpack in and around LAX. A lot of questions have been raised about could somebody even get that high. Turns out the guy that sells jetpacks for a living, the expert in the case, says no way. I don't see this happening. A lot of people come forward and said it's just not possible for a jetpack to stay airborne that long. This would be an incredibly dangerous and stupid thing to do. Something doesn't fit right here. Well, I guess if the jetpack doesn't fit, you have to acquit, right? People like myself have come along and said, I don't know, maybe it's a jetpack. Maybe it's something that we don't understand. Maybe it's way weirder than that. Maybe it's not explainable. It's not showing up on radar, apparently. And if it is, the FAA has not come forward and said, oh, here's a picture of it on the radar flight screen. In fact, they've come forward and pretty much told us that they haven't seen anything. They didn't know it was there. This thing's looking more like a ghost and less less like a jetpack man. So what do we have to do? Well, we have to have the debunkers run in with whatever kind of crazy conspiracy they can throw out there. And I'm sorry, but in my opinion, this is more or less a conspiracy. Styrofoam dummy tied to a drone. And they show you the video. And then they tell you that the airline's pilot who saw the first jetpack man says, oh yeah, it looked exactly like that. Looked exactly like the drone. 
The difference being, from what I can tell, from the actual video of Jetpack Man that we have from the third sighting, as I said, Jetpack Man is just tooling along there at 3,000 feet. His body seems to be in a perpendicular position for the most part. It looks like somebody would look like if they were flying in a jetpack. Drum Boy, on the other hand, seems to be being drugged behind this two-prop drone. Totally different look altogether. Not at all similar, in my opinion, except for the fact that they're both in the air. And then you still haven't answered the question of, how did somebody control this thing from the ground at 3,000 feet up? I think it raises more questions than it answers. Although I do have great respect for the drive.com and all the awesome work they do. And I appreciate the fact they put this theory out there. They're just reporting on things. I'm not trying to uh, be mean to anybody or discredit anybody. I think it's a fine article. And they went to a lot of work to write it, did a lot of research, and, and put up a pretty cool little video. Decide for yourself. But once again, I think sometimes that we as UFO enthusiasts or even investigators put a little too much effort into trying to explain things within the paradigm of what we know. Instead of simply saying, wow, that was really strange. This is what it looked like. But the evidence says that's not what it was. It looked like a man wearing a jetpack. It did not look like a dummy being flown remotely attached to a drone. It looked like a man wearing a jetpack. But that doesn't mean that it was. Because all the evidence points toward that not being a possibility. The, the biggest thing I take away from this is that all of our so-called authorities, our bureaucracies, our government officials, they don't know any more than we do. Okay, Maybe the ones buried down in the basement somewhere of the Defense Department know what's going on here. Maybe it's even one of their guys. But on average, the average investigator has no more a clue of what this thing is than you or I do. So as I always say, look up and make your own disclosure. Decide for yourself. Now, I'm going to cover this other uh, uh, thing that came up here quickly. Uh, also, uh, deals a little bit with the deep state and what's going on with these guys. And this this involves uh, some recently, oh, I think it was about a week or so ago, declassified documents from uh, the CIA. Apparently, they're trying to get ahead of the Marco Rubio uh order within the budget to release everything they know. And this just seems like this seems this seems like a psyop to me. I just gotta be honest with you. It's basically the CIA saying, here we're gonna give you everything that you ask for and we're gonna do it five months early because we wanna help. We want to be a transparent spy agency. The article comes from Daily Mail online or dailymail.co.uk and you can also go to the website ufowarning.com and find this. <clears throat> Excuse me, it says, Declassified report from the CIA's bombshell UFO dossier reveals the meeting where top military officials launched 16-year Project Blue Book study of flying saucers in 1952. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now this goes back to 1952. Look at your calendar skids. 68 years ago. 68 years ago. When I when I complain about this intergenerational uh, deep state network, 
where you have people working there and you have their mentors, their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. This is like some kind of old... Uh, it reminds me of uh, the the Chinese uh, emperor, you know, from thousands of years ago when you had this ruling class that was just in power for centuries. Same with the pharaoh in Egypt. This ruling class is just... They've been in power for so long and they have so many secrets that they're walking around with the equivalent, with the equivalent of... PhDs, well, we are kept at about a third grade reading level, if we're lucky. 1952. It says, The dossier with more than 700 unsealed CIA reports on UFOs was published on the Black Vault last week. The documents revealed chilling accounts of hundreds of UFO sightings across the globe dating back to the 1950s, along with the international intelligence community's efforts to understand them. One report describes a 1952 meeting where top USO official, U.S. officials discussed plans for Project Blue Book. The project was launched by the CIA and the Air Force in 1952 and reviewed thousands of UFO sightings at home and abroad to determine whether they posed a true threat to the U.S. during the Cold War. Black Vault founder John Greenwald Jr. spent two decades suing the CIA to release the records in his dossier. Findings from the DailyMail.com's ongoing review of the documents are compiled in the story below. So, you know, here we go. CIA has been investigating this stuff for 70 years and better. And, you know, we had a four-year window where we thought we had a man of the people in there. And did he put a woman or a man of the people in charge of the, of the CIA? No, I think he put Gina Haskell in charge. And wasn't she the one that said it was okay to torture, to torture terrorist suspects? Yeah. So, you know, the more things stay, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And when you look at the kind of people that I'm sorry to say that our late great president put in charge, and by late I mean former office holder, it's no wonder we've had such a pitiful response from him as far as disclosure goes. Out of the loop squared. It says here, a treasure trove of what of the newly unsealed CIA records has revealed chilling accounts of hundreds of UFO sightings across the globe dating back to the 1950s, along with the international intelligence community's efforts to understand them. Look at the psyops in that first paragraph. They really want to think that you've been thrown a big juicy bone, and probably what you got was the leftovers from 70 years ago. Yes, the CIA's efforts to understand them. I think more accurately it could have been written efforts to understand slash exploit them. A dossier with nearly 3,000 pages of documents about unidentified aerial phenomena, the government's official term for what are commonly called UFOs, was published on the Black Vault website last week. Thousands of paranormal enthusiasts have already started pouring through the collection of more than 700 individual documents. According to Black Vault founder John Greenwald Jr., who has spent the, the past two decades suing the FBI to release their records and then scanning the documents pages into his database one by one. The CIA purports that the files account for its entire collection of declassified UAP intel, but Greenwald cautions that there is no way to verify that claim, and he has vowed to continue searching for further records. Well, good for John. It's like I've said, how would we know? How would, how would Marco know what he got? These guys have all the flashlights, and we are wandering around in completely blacked out building with no windows. 
How do we know what they have and don't have? You know, you can't disprove a negative. So we have what they give us, a completely, a completely controlled and no doubt doctored narrative. What is that? It really tells us nothing about the UFO phenomena, but it tells us what they want us to perceive about the UFO phenomena. An ongoing DailyMail.com review of the files has uncovered a bevy of perplexing accounts of mysterious disks tracking across the sky, spewing beams of light across small towns, causing explosions of even a few claims of military officers confronting aliens that comes out of outlandish vehicles. Well, these are all things that we could probably read without having to accept the CIA's slant on them. This is why it's so important to get your information firsthand. And if you see something, say something. Say it online where we can all see it. The documents also show correspondence about UFO sightings between CIA officers and members of the military. Sometimes the officials brush off observer story as purely superstitious, even when another explanation isn't clear. But in other instances, the officers show genuine concern that perhaps something dangerous is at play. One of the earliest records describes a 1952 meeting where top U.S. intelligence and military officials discussed forming a coalition to study an alarming increase in UFO sightings. That coalition, led by the Air Force and dubbed Project Blue Book, would go on to review thousands of sightings at home and abroad to determine whether there was a reason to fear something other than America's Cold War enemies. Then it goes on and says, uh, on August 11, 1952, a group of the U.S. military leaders got together to discuss the CIA's plans to launch a research project on flying saucers. Minutes from the minutes from the meeting were included in a report that the Black Vault dossier described how the CIA wanted to run the project through its physics and electronics division after a sudden uptick in UFO sightings around the world. The document was annotated by an unidentified individual who put brackets around different figures at the meeting and added a few notes in the margin. Well, it's important to just point out the obvious here. Maybe there were, maybe there was an uptick in sightings, but maybe the sightings were there all along. But what actually happened was an uptick in reports. And you have to think about it. I mean, what had happened between the 40s and 50s? Well, a lot of the countryside had become electrified, as in. They now had electricity at their house, which meant they had telephones, which meant they could call and report things. A lot of people had cameras. They could take pictures now. For the first time, they had inexpensive cameras. They could take pictures of the UFOs that they sighted, just like with the uh, when the, with the invention of cell phones and, uh, more specifically, smartphones, phones with cameras. There's a lot more pictures of the UFOs floating around today than there were, say, prior to 2008, 2009, when those phones first came out. So sometimes I think we see this thing from a little bit of an egocentric point of view, as if UFOs are just now showing up. The fact is, they've been here all along. They just haven't been reported as much. Now we go on here, it says, on, on August 11th, a group of U.S. military leaders got together to discuss the CIA's plans to launch a research project on flying saucers. Minutes from the meeting were included in a report of the Black Vault dossier describing how the CIA wanted to run the project through its physics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, what I see here is just this first-level um, deep state stuff. This is the first level where it comes in at, where reports are considered, where they talk about how they're going to respond to reports of UFOs, 
but there's not any really serious discussion of what's actually being seen. Is this thing physical? Is this thing some kind of uh, uh, from another dimension? Is it spiritual? Just what are we seeing to begin with? Some of the real uh, meat and potatoes of the phenomena itself. When they use terms like flying saucers, you know that they are approaching this thing and they, they are discussing it in the simplest terms possible. It says, Mr. Sullivan opened the meeting by saying that a project is to be started in the P&E division on flying saucers. It was suggested by Dr. Adarinko that this project be set up to maintain the file to establish outside contacts on such matters and to build up to date knowledge of the, and this is illegible, to permit the division and offices to take a stand and formulate an opinion as might be required, the document states. Well, when they say things like outside contacts, that makes me think of people like uh, Louis Elizondo, Tom DeLong, Christopher Mellon, you know, those kind of guys. That, that, that gray area between the deep state um, defense intelligent uh, apparatus and these for-profit companies that are interested in UFO phenomena. It creates a, also it creates a fantastic space for the CIA to hide stuff. You know, you're not going to be able to send Tom DeLong a FOIA request anytime soon. Not happening. It goes on, it says, it says that ATEC, which refers to the Air Technical Assistance Center at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, has a job of finding out about these flying saucers and keeping records illegible, is responsible for getting information for the CIA. All members of the P&E divisions are, are to look into this project and see but they can contribute to this problem. Each branch appointed a representative. Well, there you go. You have this octopus of a deep state. But this octopus has thousands upon thousands of legs. And so all they have to do is assign uh, some task uh, in this, my opinion, sham investigation of the UFO phenomena. And these guys can just bury that information. Whatever they find, they can bury it. You won't even know who to send the FOIA to. Because you have you have bureaucracies within bureaucracies within bureaucracies. It's crazy. And that's what I complain about Trump so much. He goes into this situation in Washington, D.C. where he thinks he's going to drain the swamp. He doesn't, know, he doesn't even know where the swamp is. He's in the kiddies into the pool in Congress. The real end is in all of these giant bureaucracies that were created 60, 70 years ago under FDR. How are you going to drain those things? They are a government in and unto themselves. And since he didn't have the means or the will to fire the people that run those operations, he sabotaged himself. Done. Gone. Sabotaged our opportunity at disclosure. Done. Gone. Those people remain untouched in the large part. And you see what's happened here. Clear back in 1952 when they were kind of forced to identify this stuff and, and start to make some, some sort of effort to take a look at it. Even back then, they compartmentalized everything. It's like you walk into a library with 30,000 books, and you're trying to find a single book, but there's no Dewey Decimal System. There's no way to find what you're looking for. There's no computer tracking this stuff. It's just apparently randomly put wherever they wanted to put it at. However, I think there are players in this apparatus that know exactly where stuff's at. But they're not sharing that with you. And how are you going to FOIA that stuff if you don't know where it's at? And it goes on and says, The venture discussed during that meeting 
would go on to be called Project Blue Book. According to Air Force archives, it was the third project of its kind, following behind others called Grudge and Sign. Well, a lot of you know about this, and I'm not going to read the whole article here, although it is a very well-written article, and a lot of people see this um, as a step toward disclosure. I don't. I see this as a step toward narrative control. Now, the human interest has gotten to be so massive and so widespread in the UFO phenomenon, they have to do something. And so they're going to put this stuff out here at about a 5th or 6th grade uh, comprehension level. And that's going to be just fine for most people. For the average moron that thinks a paper mask can protect them from a uh, COVID virus, this kind of stuff is going to be very interesting to them because they still look at the government as the authority figure, the priest of their religion. They're not free thinkers. Okay? They're followers. So this kind of stuff, they're going to look at this stuff and they're going to take it up just exactly as it's presented to them. They're going to consume it and accept it as a gospel truth. And there really won't be any questions asked. But for people that are curious enough to listen to a program like this, they're going to be less interested in what the CIA tells you they know than what this, how the CIA is telling you what they know. They're going to begin to get a clue here. They're going to see... Wow, so the deep state wants to disclose something after 68 years, maybe? Or maybe they're just covering their own rear end. That's a lot more the way I see it. Now, sometimes they will screw up a little bit, I think, and drop a cookie crumb here and there that will lead into uh, a little more revelation, a little bit of actual disclosure. We, that's a possibility. But it's also a possibility that those very things that we think are tidbits of real truth end up just taking us down another rabbit trail. How do you know when the person who has all the cards, and how do you know? The CIA knows everything they know, and they know what we know. We only know what we know. So how do we know what they're telling us? Or why they're telling us. We have to, I think, operate. Anytime this stuff happens, we have to be very suspicious. And we have to really make the information prove out. Is it entertaining? Yeah, probably. Does it reveal some stuff to us? Well, sure, it reveals the depth and power of the deep state. Just in this article, you see how many different agencies are involved. Clear back in 1952. Think about that. All the different agencies and little offices and bureaucracies are talking about here. All these guys who can stamp top secret on something. Just think about that little monster. Some would say cancer. That existed back in 1952. Now that thing's been metastasizing for 68 years. Imagine the secrets that they have accumulated and hidden in that time. Imagine the level of expertise that they have attained in PSYOPs in those 68 years. They have become masters of deception. Well, we simply have become gullible. Put your paper mask on. Stand six feet back. Well, they change the stories on us every day, day in, day out. So why would this be any different? I know I'm wondering a little bit here, so I'm going to get offline, but 
You can go to the website, ufowarning.com. You can check out both those articles, and I especially like the video of the Jetpack Man. Take a look at that. Compare it to the video of the uh, drone dummy and see what you think. Something really suspicious is happening here, and I'm not expecting any kind of disclosure from the FAA or, for that matter, the CIA anytime soon. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out. Thank <music> you.